This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, John and Elsie. Just checking to make sure it's recording. It is. Wonderful. Is it? Is it recording? It is. Are we recording? Thank oh my God. Gosh. Thank God. Thank God. So um, I was at Harvard this past weekend and I got to meet some really big fans of Elsie. Know how I know? Because when they meet me, they say, oh my God, you're just from She Podcast. I'm a huge fan of Elsie's. No way. They actually say that What? Get yes. out of town. Yes, they do. Several oh. times. What did In you fact, say to them? Most of the people who are well known, like... Um, Oh, uh, there's a couple people. Well, actually, I mean, in in the one person's defense, she has met Elsie and not me before, um, and they're pals. So, like, that's fine. But, but like, there are also, you know, people who are just getting started in podcasting. They're like, I love Elsie. I'm like, yeah, she's something, all right. <laughs> no, I mean, of course, I agree. It's just funny. I love she podcasts. I'm a huge Elsie fan. Wonderful. I mean, what do you say to that, John? It's like saying, oh, I, I love your show. I'm the biggest fan of your co-host. I would say, you. Uh, you know, and as the better than chopped liver portion of the show, <laughs> you know, what do you think about <laughs> me? This weekend, I'm going to DC PodFest, and I was trying to think up creative responses to that because oh I know I'm going to get it again. I know what you should do. You should put a, a thing like a, a on your shirt that says, I love Elsie, too. <laughs> <laughs> Or how oh about God, ask me about my co-host? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> like, so good. Like kiss you know, me, I'm Irish. Right. I actually do that. I have that happen to me as well. But Bullshit. actually for, for the feed. No, for the feed. Uh, for, it's all for the three feed. times, right, Elsie? Oh, for the feed. No, oh, but it's for, for Rob. Feed. Oh, thanks. It's for Rob all the time. So then people go like, oh, my gosh, I love the feed. Rob's soapboxes are so awesome. Or Rob's data is so cool. Or we love Rob. You guys, it's so great. And we love your giggle. Maybe I should take a That's hint. about the extent of what I get. We love your giggle. We love his smarts. So I get it about you. You get it about not me. No one is getting <laughs> it about me. Maybe I should duck my head in a river. No. Well, how do you think I feel? No. I get nothing. I hear the same about you. John is so funny on your show. Well, usually it's more like, who's that guy on your show? John, he's your editor. He's so good. But it's Mind not like though, I'm a huge okay, fan of Elsie. But I don't ever have anybody come up to me and tell me anything to myself about myself. I don't think Neither people do, I. do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think people go up to you. And Here's what I'm saying. It would be nice if they told you they like me, but they don't. I can't see. If I walked up to somebody that I knew from a podcast and it was a co-hosted show, I would yeah. say, I love you guys. Yes, exactly. That's right. That's and what I, I say. That that's well. what I say. I love you guys. But to single yes. out one person, that's got to hurt. And not the one you're talking to. Right. That's got to hurt. I'm sorry, but that's a that's a little bit it's of a, a little sting. Hurtful. Well, yeah. maybe it's, it's like when you're married. You know, you're married and then they go, oh, I, you know, and it's like, I love your husband. And that mm, makes that's you That's also feel good? very inappropriate. Right. No. 
I mean, that's I not appropriate that. at all. No, what they would say is you're so lucky. He's a really good guy. That's not what they're saying. They're saying huge fan of not you. <laughs> all right. So when you approach Jessica <laughs> at DC Podfest, well, here's the thing. Jessica, how was DC Podcast? Because when I mean, this right, comes out, time, you're back. That's right. Oh, It'll be over okay. and I'll be yeah, back. Right. And I'm sure it will be magical and wonderful because I'm going to see the most amazing, all my favorite people, Dave Jackson and Emily Prokop and Chris Kremitzos. And um, there's going to be so many other people there. I can't even mention them all. But people that I didn't realize, a, a ton of she podcasters I noticed are speaking. Um, Jennifer Crawford, Jennifer Hemphill, um, those are that's who's putting it together and it's gonna be really good i just wonder how many people are going to walk up to you and say boy you know what i really love your show i love elsie i i think i would say it was like four people in three days said it oh come on yeah i would be hurt by that you you're very popular in the in the academic podcasting space i guess hmm (laughs) very interesting well i I personally love it so much i mean it's like those are my people those are my people. How are those people your people? Are professors of MIT. How's that your people? How how are professors of science labs your people? Oh when did gosh, that happen? Because that's my dream. Do you understand how often that's like a dream of mine? I want to be a college professor. It's been something I've wanted to do for so long. I, yeah, but- I wanted it so bad and that everybody's been talking me out of it. Why? Because the pay, it sucks. That's what everybody tells me. They're like, you got it's so much work and you don't get paid. And so it really is just for the title. But that would be a dream job for me. I would love to be a college professor and just. You know something? I never thought of this before, but you have the your whole attitude and style is a college professor. I love I I dream. You know why? Honestly, you're going to laugh at this. Um, I noticed up there that there's academic and then they there's some that have like a homeless flavor. I was going to say throwback hippie flavor, but the homeless flavor. Homeless. It is more like I think a homeless person just wandered in. Oh, wait. They're actually an English teacher or whatever. Yeah, because it's – don't you remember that though? There was always the crumpled look. It's the crumpled look. Yes, I do. One guy – no, of course I remember. You mean from college? Of course I remember. But it took me a second to realize like, yeah, there's like a crumpled, starving professor. So like one time, I'll never forget it. My English teacher, my freshman or sophomore year was always like a little – he was a little old man, shorter than everyone and like always wore like one of those thinking hats like the – like he's in Newsies, you know, like the cap that comes in the front uh, and a plaid tweed jacket, you know. But it was always like disheveled and maybe his wife had died years ago, whatever. Anyway, one day he goes up to the front of the class and he goes – um. I'm sorry that my – I'm a little late today, but my house caught on fire this morning. <gasps> and uh, and I mean it took everything in my power not to pee my pants laughing. Everything mm. in my power. Not because <laughs> – I mean not <laughs> – but just because he was so – who was late because their house caught on fire? Like this guy was already so like disheveled all the time that it's just like the perfect reason why he would be late, you know? The smell of bonfire? He did. He was a little singed, a little singed. Look- oh, God. Poor oh, guy. Kidding. I don't know. But anyway. like I was weird. Just like my friend Lauren and I just looked at I like, of course it was. Of course it was on fire. <laughs> the only other thing that could possibly have been as realistic would be as if a bicycle ran over him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he just always looks like that. Yeah. But I have to say, though, I mean, the whole atmosphere of being in school like that is my thing. So... That's what I, I love that. 
so much. You truly should have been there. I met the guys who do um, a show called This Anthro Life, two mm-hmm. anthropologists who are trying to spread the word and resources and information and just discuss anthropology. And they have like tons of downloads and they've been doing it for five years. Tons of then, downloads? Ton, well, yeah. Anthro- yes. I met a mathematician who was wearing a – was he wearing – was he the guy wearing the suit with the math problems on it? There was a guy there wearing like – it was too hot to have the jacket on, but he had a tie and pants and a jacket that were like purple with like black and white writings of of like functions and Einstein's EMC squared. And like it was amazing. That was so fun. And then you have Chris Kermit. So it's like so one of the parties was in a museum. Wait, the, there was um, a party? His natural, yeah, there was a party oh my uh, the first or second night. And it was at the, at, it was at the Harvard um, Natural History Museum. And we're standing in front of like huge – huge statues of like one was a big marble square which seemed like a cross section of like a column from Greece or something it was huge and I'm just standing like Nathan and I are just standing there looking at it Chris Kermitos comes up behind me and goes hey man that's some uh that's some real like anthropological like shit (laughs) oh my god I that's a dream (laughs) I would love to get married in a museum or have my party at the museum it's the best it place ever they had a huge display of um day of the dead i wrote a letter to emily and my mother and put it in the oh. altar so that they could be remembered for the day of the dead mexican day of the dead anyway it was very cool teaching them was cool listening to them talk was cool being on the harvard campus was cool the next if they if they do it next year elsie that should be one of the even if you brought your whole family that should be one of the things that you attend because it's just inspirational to be there of course and see one of the reasons i didn't even consider it is because we had already discussed randy this is a he's like not in town right now he's out he's out of town he's he's been gone this entire week so we were already traveling that day it just didn't work out like i looked at the dates and i'm like oh ain't gonna work because i already knew that i was coming to pittsburgh and it was a travel weekend where he was leaving so I'm just saying for the future, that's one that right. if you if you could possibly do it and not miss it, I would because, I mean, also not just the podcasters, but the people that they had were from NPR and all these really highfalutin, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Malcolm Gladwell's show and like PRX and Radiotopia. Like it was very cool. It was really cool. Lots of museum curators and stuff. It was awesome. That's my sound so education much. roundup. There you have it. All right. So we'll put a link in the show notes there, guys. So maybe you guys can make it happen next year because I'm that's like my cup of tea. I love it so much to do these things. Speaking of tea, I'm starting to text in British, but I don't speak British. But like I'm starting to say things like, what's he on about? Instead of like, what's he talking about? Are you misspelling humor and no, no, I'll never do that shit. No, no. So you're not really British. But they're little, they're little expressions like whilst you were on vacation. It sounds ridiculous for me to say it out loud, but like I did type today, what's he on about? And then I was like, what's happening to me? That would sound ridiculous coming out of my mouth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But but I have to say that there's a couple of things that I've picked up that isn't necessarily British, but that I would never say, but that I will type, but I will never say it. Like what? Which like is, what? I'll ping you. Oh, yeah. I've never, I never say ping. I have never I even do done that. Me. I've never said that before. I have said it. it. Where do you get you, pinged at? 
Ping because email. that oh. okay when I first started to work at Lipson that was something that was like you know in company emails within people are like I'll ping you later or I'll ping you before it happens like this is like jargon that I had no yeah. idea existed nor did I know what it was it just but that I'll just means I will send you an email later or I'll call you or whatever I will ping I will touch base with you that's what that means I guess and yes. I was just like okay it kind of and, means like I'll find you online someplace yeah. So I sometimes will write that now, but every time I write it, I'm like, oh, that's just not like, I would never say that to somebody, but yet at work, I will say that. I say it mostly to Isaac's friends, parents, like when I, if we cross paths picking up our kids and we want to do dinner, it's like, okay, just ping me. It really, what it means is just find a place to talk to me and do so. I don't care where. Hmm. Yeah. But I do say, I do say it in person actually. Believe it or not. Um, all right, let's. We have some news, I guess, to talk about. I, know. I don't know why I'm so, driving the show today, but I just feel like doing it. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. I think one of the first things that I'd like you guys to cover or for you guys to know is most of you should have gotten, I would assume, because it's been a few days since this one came out, especially when you're listening to the show. But Apple has sent their yearly email telling you about the support holiday hours. So I'm just going to read the email for you guys right now, the entire thing, so that you know what's up. So this is what it said. Dear podcast provider, to improve your experience with Apple Podcasts, we want to share the following announcements and information. Site manager reporting. We have received reports of steep consumption declines in reporting. We are investigating these figures as they do not match playback data in podcast analytics. Holiday submission schedule. If you plan to release new shows on Apple Podcasts in November or December, be aware of the following periods of delayed submission activity. November 6th through November 26th of 2018, December 21st to January 2nd of 2019. Shows submitted during these windows may not be available within our regular time frame of five business days. Plan accordingly and submit any new shows with this in mind. If you have any questions, please contact us regards the Apple Podcast team. Now, hold up here, which is something that I feel that they did not. <laughs> they didn't clarify very well here. No, when they, they are not. meeting any new shows... You know, when I say plan accordingly and submit any new shows with this in mind, it means any new shows, like as in like a new podcast that has not just been submitted episodes. in not episodes. Correct. Right. If it's an episode, that's a different thing. If you're already in there, then that's great. But this means this is for somebody who is going to submit an entire new podcast show together. That has never been submitted into Apple Podcasts before. That means if you submit... And mind you, they clarify here that if you submit, then it says plan accordingly and submit a new shows with this in mind. But then it says that it may not be available within our regular time frame of five business days, which is what they clarify well, now. Well, yeah, but usually it's like so, 48 hours. It's not even that. Well, you never know. Sometimes I like that they give themselves that. a big giant cushion. <laughs> but <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, that's what that is for. And, and so we're telling you guys here. So that you guys also tell other people, because obviously, if you're a new podcaster, you're not getting this email. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. And then here's the other thing. 
if you misunderstand this, you're going to drive your editor crazy. Yes, exactly. I already saw a couple of people going like, hey, guys, episodes may not be coming to you at the time that generally it's supposed to be coming out and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, "Uh, no, dude, it's not your episodes. It's if you're submitting a new show, like the whole thing, like a whole podcast, like whole new podcast. Can I ask you a question? I know this might be a little tangent. I apologize, but. Wasn't there a thing that you were supposed to be a part of that was like this podcast newsletter? Yes, magazine? it is coming out. Yeah, journal. It is, it is coming out. Please get that out so we can direct everybody to that. And have all the things come out so podcasters can read this read? and find I out. I know, right? Ugh. Well, listen, we didn't talk about the first part of this email, which is about how our down- steep decline in downloads, which don't match listener playback. I haven't noticed though in our Lipson like stats that there's been a big difference at least I, from what i've looked and seen but like you- they don't say like who's being affected what it means what's wrong when it'll be fixed you're talking about the facebook thing no 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 you're he, she's talking about this email that's in here where they're saying we have received reports of steep consumption declines in yeah, reporting they snuck it in there so the, well, the first yeah. thing she said was we've received reports of steep consumption decline in reporting we're investigating as they don't match playback data by the way holiday schedule like it's like they it's like yeah. they snuck it in there as a bunch of like and by the way here's our <laughs> holiday hours but that part yeah. shouldn't be skipped over because it's saying that our numbers are wrong and and the bad kind of wrong. Well, it's but the, here's the other thing too. You don't know um, anything. You don't. You also don't know what they're t- talking about. I think that they're talking about their own stuff. Like this has nothing to do with everybody else. This has to do with steep consumption decline in reporting for them. Like as in, like I know, but the reporting also be that's our- happening for them. Wouldn't that also be our reporting since... You notice how they never make a mistake to the positive of podcasters? Always to the negative. Oh, yeah. Like in podcastconnect.apple.com, Elsie, there. Okay. There. So, right. Okay, that's what. That's it. That's what... The thing is, that's what's not being clear. That's what's not clarified here. So if it's in podcastconnect.apple.com or whatever the analytics are there, that's not matching up with the actual consumption stats that are being shown inside of their the, the Apple ecosystem, the devices themselves. Is that where the miscommunication is happening between device and between data in Apple I mean, that's only? the thing. Reporting don't match playback data. So, yeah, where... Oh, I see what you're saying. Where are the reports? Not where's the data. Right. Like, what What are they looking at that's not matching? Are they looking at listen yeah. stats versus right. playback? Da- like, what, where, what, what? What are they looking at? That's yeah. totally unclear. Because then people are going to go like, well, my downloads aren't having to... You know what I mean? It's just they, they didn't... Yeah. And then it's, yeah, again, isn't this fun. only for the Apple Podcast app? That's what I'm saying. Right. And then the other thing about the analytics, and this is what confuses me because I don't know how they do this, but every podcast I listen to, I download it on my phone, then I listen to it, and I delete it. How do they know when I push ahead 30 seconds or behind? That only happens, if they can only track that, is if it's In streamed. Apple. If if, no, no, they can only track track that if it's happening inside of the Apple Podcasts app only. Okay. And the way that it's tracked, it's because 
you have to remember that the way that podcasts are delivered are not really at this moment really streamed. They are a progressive download. So regardless of whether or not you're just tapping play and starting to listen, or whether you press the download, which is actually downloading the file, in both cases, it's downloaded the file. Okay. It's just not fully around. Like, it's just, even explaining this stuff is so complicated. But because it's a, you can yeah. you can actually see when they skip it. That's why they have little scoops. Like if you're looking at your data inside of podcasts, uh, the, the, the podcast connect uh, consumption data inside of Apple, you can actually see if it's like a straight line, then everybody's listening. And then if there's little scoops, like a little, like literally a little ice cream scoop right at the top, that's when people have done the little fast forward forward part. And usually when you look at that, you can actually listen to the part that they fast forwarded to. You can put a little line there and then it, you actually hear and most of the time, I would say about 70 to 80% of the time, it's fast forwarding through the ad because people just go 30% forward, 30% forward, 30% forward. <laughs> 30 seconds. Sorry. Right. How many times do I have to listen to a Casper mattress ad? Yep. I yeah, do it I too. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Casper mattress. I know. If I if I need another mattress, I will look at a Casper. I don't know if I'll buy one, but I'll look at one. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now on with the show. That's how everybody does that. <laughs> all right. So, yep. all right. So I see what you're saying there. So, but it is, all, but this is only, and this is where people f- get freaked out about. This is only if for people that listen through the podcast, yes. Apple podcast app. If you have Correct. Castro or Overcast or podcast, any of the other ones, Google Podcast, that has nothing to do with any of the stats that you're getting through Apple Connect. Right. Yeah. Correct. So, and then people don't understand this because look, the three of us were like, huh, what, what? Yeah. We, we, you know, it yeah. took us a little while to kind of mold around. And then they all start freaking out, especially yep. about stats. Holy oh. cow. Yep. You, you would think that the, the earth stopped. If something yeah. happened with stats. I know. Well, right. It does, though. It does stop. Your whole life is over. Right. There was a, a big dust up I saw on the face in the Facebook groups about Facebook. If people listen on Facebook, it's not they're not getting the same listens from Facebook as they did before for no. It just like dropped off for no reason. Yeah. And it's like and, and part of it is that every every website, I can't say website, every service, I think that's a good thing. Every platform, every service has a way that they deal with information when it's on there, right? So according to what we've noticed within Libsyn, it's that Facebook itself has, of course, as always, they have changed their algorithm, possibly even the way that they deal with media files. And because Facebook does not explain anything, like they don't sit there and go like, no, the algorithm is this. Like they don't say that. They don't send an email and tell you how they're handling data anymore. You kind of have to just figure it out. And that's what a lot of people do. So we have been looking around going like the possibility are this. One of them is that what was happening before is if you were putting your URL, like the MP3 URL directly into a post or as a comment, that was happening is when somebody was scrolling through, that media file was automatically sort of preloaded. So it was it was calling the file and it was in fact a true 
call because it was a at a different time, different API, like all of the things that we filter for, but it wasn't really a human being that was pressing kind of like the play button, right? That was one thought process. So anytime that that URL would come by, it was sort of preloaded and then people were getting inflated stats, especially like, let's say we put our MP3 file directly into She Podcast. We've never really done that, by the way. But if we did that, then because we have, it's so busy in there, anytime people scrolled up and down the feed, we would kind of get these file calls from Mm -hmm. different people. Um, So that's one thing. The other thing is that also because the algorithm in Facebook is constantly changing, they might have changed the way that these, it, you know, the posts are showing up in people's feeds, as we know that there's a lot of difference that happens. So there may, there possibly may not be being shown to as many uh, people that are inside our groups or inside of the feed itself, because they changed that same algorithm. So maybe it isn't about having the uh, MP3 called ahead of time. It's simply because they're not showing the file. They're not showing the post as anything else. Yeah, well, I think in, so, I'm going to use Stacy Sims with uh, Diabetes Connections. This one right. she she uh she shared hers in her group and her group they all would all see it see it anyhow. So, I could see it if it was on a page. I could just see it now there's like some guy sitting in the cafeteria eating his PB&J with the crust cut off and all of a sudden he's like, "Well, you know what I can do? I'll change this." And the next thing you know, all podcasters just explode because he makes one little thing in the algorithm. But I, right. I think this is kind of different because they are using the they're putting it in a group that come there just for this. Right. And they're seeing a, a difference and nobody right. can explain it because. Yeah. Of the, well, remember that there are times that when you are in certain Facebook groups, yes, you can totally go inside of um, you can go and like, OK, so for she podcast, there's a lot of times where I just see when I go in there, I am I immediately see somebody posted something. Right. And then I see it in front of me and I respond to it, but I'm not in she podcasts. I'm just seeing it on my feed. And then if the only way that I see the latest episodes, really not the latest episodes, the latest posts inside of the group itself is if I go inside of she podcasts and I scroll. And sometimes I notice that the post that I responded to was actually like really way down the list. Like it was like posted yesterday and I just saw it today. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. So so what I'm saying mm. is that maybe they changed a little something about the way that that works. And, and it's like, it's really frustrating because we don't really have a response. We don't have a response for this. So here, I'm going to read to you... Uh, um, uh, an email because Stacy did email us at the feed, and this is a response from Rob about that. And I'm sure he doesn't mind us sharing this. And um, since I'm not reading Stacy's email, <laughs> I'm reading Rob's. But he said this: We are still trying to figure out what happened with Facebook. Another theory we're looking at is that Facebook did not change the U- how URLs are presented, and that the old requests were real. And what is going on is that Facebook is filtering out media files now from your timeline from potential listeners. To find out if that is the case for your show, put up a regular post on Facebook, no media URL, and ask people if they are seeing your most recent episodes on their timeline, and ask Mm. if they listen to your show in Facebook. It is also possible it is a combination of technical change and the added filtering. Sadly, Facebook made this change with no heads up or indication of what was done or why. It is their playground, and they are proving that they can and will change the rules at will. Sorry for the old advice that is now not very good, because we actually advised Stacy to keep doing what she was doing. 
So uh, my new advice is going to be send people where you have to uh, or you have some control to an application that is easy to consume and they are subscribed to and focused on podcasting. Social media should be used to find new listeners, but once found, they need to be encouraged to go off and consume somewhere else. Again, it is that fine line of trying not to hurt cats, but at the same time, trying to get listeners that will be long-term members of your audience. And that does uh, really mean aggregator apps. And really, the best app is ultimately your own app as that the one that you have uh, the most control over. So essentially, I mean, that's the advice that I would give anybody at this moment too, which is, you know, even if you, se- if you send them to your website, that's fine whatevs. But I think that people need to really know how to consume the content from like their fo- that the way that they're going to be consuming the darn thing. I mean, John and Jess, when was the last time that you guys listened to an entire podcast episode on Facebook, never. on never. Twitter, never. or never. Instagram? Never. never. Or a website? Right? Never. Right? Yeah. And then, and then here's the other thing. What if you started listening to it and then you're like, oh, I have to go somewhere else? Like, cause that happens to us. We have to stop. Life gets in the way. How the heck are you going to go find it now? That's why I scream and all the time about having a podcast app where you go and subscribe and then you can, you control everything. It's your domain. You bring everything in. And I get mad at podcasts that say, well, no, you can only listen to me on Spotify or you can only listen to me through Patreon. And I'm like, guess what? I'm not. I like to control everything. I'm a control freak and I want to control how I listen and consume this. I think is this pod- we got to kind of drive them to a podcast player where you can download. I, I never listen to a podcast that doesn't come out of my phone. I, it's always either either my phone or my phone is connected to my truck radio and I listen through it through, through there, but it's always through my phone, through a podcast player. Mm. And I think that's what we got to do. Me too. Yeah. So always send and them there is what you're saying. Always send them to, you know, that's why I like either to Spotify or to Apple Podcasts or to something that has, a, or, you know, subscribe in Android, um, anything else that might be coming up, whatever service that is, or a link to your website, to your show notes page that has a player on there. Like all of these are options uh, that you can market with your show. And the thing is, it's like right now we are a little bit lazy. And a lot of the time we go like, oh, the latest episode is out. Here are all the places. And then you have a bazillion links. So Mm -hmm. you can actually set it up so that on Monday, you send them to your website. On Tuesday, Apple Podcast. On Thursday, Spotify. And if you don't want to do that, you can do one for the website and one for all of the different apps. Two posts a week so that people can actually see, oh, they have a new episode out. Here are the show notes on their page with a player. And then the next time you post something, you say like, oh, you can subscribe to the show or listen to the latest episode on Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, like all of that stuff. So people can easily do that. I've never really liked sharing the direct media URLs ever since the whole Twitter Twitter bombing fiasco of the people mm-hmm. who are sharing, sharing like, you know, I don't know how many different, you know, tweets per hour to make those stats be really, really super high inside of, of the of the browsers. Because what happens with a lot of that stuff is that you don't know how much is actually being consumed. So even though maybe you get exposure, so let's say we did that for She Podcast and there's, uh, you know, we reach a hundred new people and they listen to the beginning of the show and they're like, oh my gosh, 
this is going to be a show I'm going to listen to. They don't listen to the whole thing, maybe the first five minutes because they're, they found it in social media. And then, um, what's going to happen though is maybe out of those 100, 10 of them maybe are going to become listeners. Maybe that they're going to go out of the way and then go, Oh, I have to go download this to my podcast app of choice. But the exposure was there, but that's not true listenership. That's not an actual audience. That's mm-hmm. kind of marketing. And right now we can't disperse between in your data when you're looking at it. You can't say this chunk here, these are actually our listeners versus this chunk here. This is acquisition. This is just putting it out there so people can get exposed to it. I don't just to know. We don't know which is which. Uh, so that's why I like the podcast data, like for podcast app data, because then you can actually see that inside of your stats that they've downloaded it or listened to it inside there. Mm. Anywho, but still, it's annoying. It's annoying, dude. It's super annoying. (laughs) Wait, was that a drop or did you just actually say that? Oh, it's going to be a drop. Oh, my God. I thought that was a drop from before. No, no. Why is that not annoying? Why is that? She thought I dropped that in on there. Because it was so... (laughs) It's annoying. It's so annoying. It's really annoying. I can't believe I'm annoying. I just thought it was a drop. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> I'm so good. I totally make drops out of, yeah, anyway. Yeah, not even on purpose so. and shit. That was amazing. All right, let's talk about Texas Xander. Seriously, you know how it saves my life every single day when I'm doing any kind of support for Lipson? It's, in, it's crazy. I don't know if I could really do my job without it. Because really? I honestly can't because you get the same questions all the time, every single time, and it's the same answers. So actually, my favorite text expander snippet expansion is support at Libsyn.com. Oh. (laughs) SSU support at Libsyn.com because I, I cannot tell you how many times a day I have to go, oh my gosh, this is a great question for support at Libsyn.com all the time. Every single day, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 times a day on social media in every single way possible. Hey, guess what? Email support at Lipson.com. They can really help with this. Yes, all those screenshots you sent to to Twitter, to us, that, that, yeah, that's really great. Every question that you have for development, you know, things that you want us Lipson to do, support at Lipson.com. You can go there. Support at Lipson.com, people. Anybody on Facebook? Hey guys, I'm having trouble with Libsyn. I don't know what's happening. This isn't working. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Guess what? Email support at Libsyn.com. SSU on Text Expander. Thank you, Text Expander. I love you so much. I switched computers and then I didn't redownload it and I should have because I've been struggling doing my Instagram marketing. That's what it helps me with is getting together a list of all the hashtags that I want to use mm-hmm. when I post on this account or a list of all the hashtags that I want to post on this account. Etc. and so forth, because typing podcast over and over and over again makes you type pock dast a lot. Yes, yes it and does. And I end up spelling it wrong and then I don't get the, you know, so this is helpful just to be able to cut and paste. I never paste. thought about using the hashtags that I use on social media as a snippet. Yeah. 
See, that's for, amazing. Oh my God. For a I do, I yeah, do have good. one. For Lipson, I have LB Hash. If I do LB Hash, it automatically adds them on Text Expander. And it also adds the little dots to create a little bit of space from the top to the bottom. It's already like pre formatted. I have one for my own personal. I have actually three separate types of tags that I can use for certain pictures for myself. Some of them that are podcast related, other ones that are more like lifestyle, wellness related. And the other one is a little bit more skewed towards like women of color brown podcasters, that kind of stuff in terms of the hashtags, because everything doesn't need to have all of the hashtags because everything is aimed at a different audience. So I've got separate ones for that. But just to clarify, you guys, uh, Text Expander is our is our sponsor. And you guys can go over to com slash podcast for 20% off of your first year. So um, you can go in there and there's like right at the top, it literally asks you, how did you hear about us? And there's a huge drop down of podcasts that they advertise on because they are huge promoters of podcast advertising, or they've been with in partnership with podcast podcasters for so long so pick she podcasts and let them know that you know we we sent you over because we love it yeah it's been super helpful lately especially training other people on marketing it's been good so do you did you write this whole thing about having a hard time reading industry news i am having a hard time reading industry news and i don't know why because it's just getting really confusing every day New services are launched that are exactly like other services. And every day, one company is buying another company like Triton and Panoply, and then they're firing people, and then they're hiring more people, and they're getting funding, and then they're losing funding. And I can't keep track in my head of who's what and what's who. Are you, am I the yeah. only one? Are you not experiencing this? I have not experiencing this. So you can keep up without a problem. You know why? Because I don't care. So you're not reading it at all, though? No. All right. Well, that doesn't count. Okay. It, it is absolutely confusing. You're, you're correct. And you, you're right. There's a lot of services that just keep coming up that are exactly the same thing as something else. And I can't decipher what the, you know, like, what's the difference between Himalaya and Overcast? Something else that lets you no, ask people to Overcast. pay through their app or whatever. You mean Patreon? Yeah. No, not no. There's another. Yeah, no. There's another thing, and there was another service that just came into the scene too. Dynamo. What is it? Messy. Fm. Oh yeah, messy. Yeah. yeah. What's the difference between messy? Wait, is it messy and Himalaya, or is it messy and there's a new thing I saw today called Dynamo, which is basically upload your RSS feed. What you upload your RSS feed and then they just like put ads in without you knowing what they are. That's it. And then you just get paid. Yes, for Dynamo um, was released last year at, I believe, right around PodFest because Dynamo is a product of VoxNest. Messy, it's, I think, is Anchor, right? It's just Anchor. Messy is like Anchor, but it doesn't look like they have an app. I think that you do everything on the website. So you create your show artwork inside there, you record, you edit, you add music. You publish the show and you get analytics all from the same place. And so it's all the things. And they're aiming to for people who obviously are just beginners and they don't want them to do anything other than just start sharing your voice. But they have I think that the only thing that I see that's different from Messy is that they're the way that they're making money is very multi-layered <laughs> the pricing mm-hmm. and i got a little confused by all of the different things but hey you know i guess they're trying to see what actually works because you can 
You can move into a, if you want analytics, you have to pay up. If oh, yeah, you look want at that. Ad, ad removal, like, so if you, so, so here's the thing. It says each podcast created on Messy has an advertisement for Messy inserted into the first six seconds of the podcast. So that's how they're making their money. If you'd like to remove this ad, then you pay. Then it's like one month, six months, 12 months. Then um, if you want analytics and ad removal, it's a whole other payment structure. If you want to embed your podcast on another website, that's also, you got to pay for that. Then if you want access to the messy music library, then you pay for that. Uh, and then they also offer coaching. They offer podcast launch packages, podcast growth packages, podcast monetization, complete podcast coaching experience. So you kind of buy all the things. One piece at a time, like a One piece, like yeah. a ice cream buffet. Yeah. It's sort of like you go in there and you're like, oh, it's all free. And then you go, oh my gosh, I want to see how many people downloaded my show. And then you go, oh, I, I want analytics. Oh. Got to pay for that. pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> 30 or, the monetization yeah. package is a half hour with a coach for a customized approach. Yeah. For $35. Who's making yeah. $35 a half hour? I can't I even imagine. Editors. I mean, uh, I mean, is it? Not, there's not one word about who it is, who you're working with. Hey, it's a woman-created I thing. know. I know. I want to, her to succeed. I totally understand. I get it. It's kind of – she's uh, wanting to support people who are having troubles. I mean, she's seeing like how though. convoluted sometimes it is to start your podcast and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, so uh, I get it's that. It's confusing. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the other but, thing is that, ahead. you know, with podcasters, you know, they're cheap. They mm -hmm. have no yes. money. They don't want to Absolutely. spend money. And then no, they, they want to make money right away. Mm -hmm. So we are a uh, tough group of people to market correct. to. Correct. Yes, no absolutely. Mm -hmm. You are correct. And unfortunately, it's it's one of those things where even the understanding of the – again, the understanding of the basics of what an RSS feed is, how to distribute your show, um, being able to – you know, what's the difference when you start a show like at Messy and then you decide, wow, let's say there's another – like somebody wants to acquire the show. Maybe they've got a show out there that's like there's a superstar behind the microphone. They're like, oh, my God, you are incredible. Your concept is awesome. You have all – you're a superstar. We want to take you and put you on our platform, then it's like, how do you get off? Mm -hmm. You know, or how do how do you up level? What if this person is coaching you and they're like, you know what, you really do need to have a website, like an actual website. Because she talks about that one of the reasons that she started blogging was that she started to do she got into the blogger platform and stuff. And I think all of us did. I mean, I had one of those too. I did the free WordPress account as well. That's how I started blogging. It was free. It was mm -hmm. easy. I got to learn and do all the things. But there comes a point if you really want to do things and kind of control all the bits and pieces of putting your media out there, you do need a little something. You know what I mean? A little something, something. You need a little something else. Like you actually need to have like training. I don't know. Well, no, not even training. I'm just saying you need to be able to like if you want to sell it, like if you want to have sponsors, like there's all of these different layers that you need to add to the entirety of who you are as a media platform. Right. So if you don't, if you just want to get behind the microphone and start talking, that's cool. That's super awesome. It's amazing. We actually need a service like that. But it's just the idea that you're starting for free and you are expecting to make thousands of dollars. Which yeah, that's there, yeah. There's like, you know what I mean? There's a mis disconnect right there. Yeah. So 
Um, I'm all for for doing this and getting behind. In fact, I'm still I'm still very sad that audio boom became audio. I mean, audio boom let go of audio boo. That was that was my favorite platform for creating this type of audio. I loved it. Just like getting the app open, I just wanted to upload voice, like text message, not text messages, but you know, uh, random audio. And I love doing that and, and be having it be like super easy to do and be able to put artwork behind it, which was just a picture and adding a little bit of a description. And it felt easy and easy to share and just fun. And I wasn't doing it for to create money off of it or to create a podcast. I just wanted to share audio. I wanted to share my voice. And then it went into audio boom and you can't do any of that stuff anymore. Now it's like a proper hosting thing. And it's like, why can't I just keep that? Yeah. Anyway, anyway whatevs. But yes, I agree with you, Jess. I keep. <laughs> it's just been hard and annoying. It's as <sighs> podcast becomes easier to do. It's yeah. like herding cats. It's all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no, and again, I know that, you know, podcasting is this freewheeling thing, but there's no quality control, if I could put it behind anything like that. There's no real quality control. And, you know, you if you are someone that can gather an audience, that's great. But the the fact that you're starting out on a free platform and the first thing out of your mouth is, how do I make money with this? Exactly. That's, you know, it's annoying. Far-fetched. But people do that, though. Right. That's yeah. their whole – listen, they'll be disappointed. That's all. There's no – listen, as much as we've tried, apparently there's no way to get out the word that you can't do it. Well, so there's we other people because they – okay. So this is what happens. So people go to Patreon, all right, and they look up these podcasts. And on the podcast, it says – in one corner, it says every month they make – $13,000. And the people are like, I want to make $13,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And then they think that they're going to charge in and do this. And right. yeah, every once in a while, there's uh, some lightning strikes. But on the whole, not every. Oh, yeah. After years and years, though, even that lightning strikes takes a long time. You think podcast mm-hmm. producers are cheap. Podcast listeners are really, really cheap. They don't want to give up a dollar. That's actually not true. They are very likely to purchase something they've heard about on a podcast. No, no, no. Yeah, but okay. Yes, they'll purchase a mattress or a a dinner service. But will they give you a dollar? I don't think so. No, maybe not. I think what's I think the challenge with that, too, though, John, and and this and I see it all the time. It's it's the fact that the, the, the listenership, there comes a point for the hardcore podcast listener where enough already. I don't want to be giving a dollar to like 10 separate podcasts every single time, right? Yeah. Because you get overwhelmed with it. And I've, I mean, I've had to like pick and choose and go like, what is it that I really, I, I honestly have gotten to the point where who is it that I want to support now? Like for sure, like for real, like not because like they're my friends. And I actually just committed and I know that this is, it, it, they're more on the corporate um podcasting space, but I committed to donating $10 a month to Futura Media Group, which is, they are the, they are actually an independent journalist's uh, platform for Latino voices. And I love what they do. They produce Latino USA, which has been a long running um, radio uh, program that is now also a podcast, but they are now also inside of uh, WNYC. But 
in the thick, again, same thing. They are producing some amazing, amazing stuff as, as a totality in media. And I want to support them because I want them to succeed. They, we need, we need these people. We need this, these voices out there. And I just, I couldn't say no. It was like, it, I felt like I had to versus like all of everybody else. Not, I'm not saying that you don't matter. I'm saying that you don't. <laughs> I'm matter saying that you. you don't matter to me. <laughs> That's essentially what I'm saying, you know? Perfect. And it's like, you have to really tap into people's like desires for whatever their mission in life is. Like, that's what you have to tap into for people to actually donate to you. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, anyway. No one listening to this show, people who listen to this show already know that. It's the people who aren't listening yet that we need to be talking to. And I don't know how exactly. to get to yes. them. Well, there's the that's the million dollar question. How do you get in front of people that aren't listening to you to make them listeners? That's the million dollar question. It is. If there was an app question. for that, whoa boy. Who fucking knows? Right. All right. What else? Right. We've got So I kinda yeah, I just eight hundred other things to talk about. I know. Let me just finish with this here. I mean, at least for the news part of it, and I guess this could also be I don't know, I don't know, Opinion. my things that I'm working on and still with the mission stuff. But I'm part of the this movement, this initiative called Women's Podcasters in Solidarity. And I've spoken about it in the past few episodes, but I feel that the reason that I'm bringing this forward is because this totally embodies the kind of stuff that I think podcasting is just so primed to do. This is the what I feel it can change the narrative around how, what media is and like breaking cultural dynamics and the way that we move um, in the world by listening. And so Women's Podcasting in, in Solidarity is an initiative where either once or twice a year, women podcasters get together and choose a social justice initiative to focus on, which is both about voicing and it's also about donating to a cause. And what you do is you, whatever your podcast is, you just talk about whatever that social justice thing is, that specific round, right? So now it's been picked for this term, and it's about uh, gun violence. Uh, and it really is, this season is all about gun safety and the inter intersectionality of how gun violence affects communities. So I obviously, even in the past since we just recorded, I think there have been three major shootings since we last recorded. There was one last mm. night as we're recording. That was a thousand out. I know, a thousand oaks, tw 12, 13 people dead. It's just horrible. There was there was a tree of life happening in Pittsburgh. Again, it's just it's insane. So if this is something that moves you, this isn't about politics. This is not about, you know, the NRA. This isn't about that. This is actually having a conversation on how gun violence affects communities. And if you happen to have a podcast that can in some way incorporate this theme to just talk about it, participate with this initiative. There's no, there's, it's free. This isn't something you pay for. This isn't something that like, whatever, if you feel moved to do this, there's a Facebook group where people discuss the ideas. There's a possible that you can even ask your audience to donate to a specific cause that you pick that is around gun safety or something or gun education or something. You can go to uh, women podcasters in solidarity dot com to find out a little bit more. And that's really what it is. It's like we were just talking about, um, you know, if you have like a meditation podcast, maybe you can create a meditation that is around what to do when you're, you know, when you 
sadly, after one of these things has happened and how to create create a sense of calm and if you're in an anxiety state. So it doesn't necessarily need to be that you are focusing on these conversations. So I'm, I'm behind it with these women. So if you guys would like to, I think it is important for us to have these conversations and come together and put it out. Um, and we're hoping that it really picks up steam so that there are all of in, in all of these different places and everybody's separate podcast, we are having a conversation that is really just allowing for education. Yes. That's it. The end. Boy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but what's been going on with you, Jess, in terms of the academy, the work that you've been doing over at uh, podcast websites? Um, it has been crazy, but super fun. I am a content creating machine over there, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have not stopped creating content since I got there. So far in the two weeks that I've been there, I have put up, are you ready for sponsors and advertisers? I have put up the quiz that I had, um, which is free if you join the academy podcastsuccessacademy.com. That is free. It is free to join and it's free classes. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. It's silly. There's a free quiz now to see whether or not you're ready for sponsors. And it's not just about how big your show is, but also about are you organized? Are you outsourcing anything? Can you handle the workload of a sponsor, which is important as well. And then this, that was this week. Last week I put up our um, Halloween hoot nanny like scary stories, which were hilarious. And then also your um, piece on fear from our from our podcast for women's school, which is really good. And I'm getting good feedback on that. And then next week I'm doing how to get demographics as well as how to create testimonials, both which are important for a media kit to pitch to sponsors. You need to be able to show who your demographics are and you need to be able to show that they like you. Who are they and why do they like you? So that's the theme for next week. Then we're doing recipes for success because it's Thanksgiving. Then we're doing, yeah, and so on and so forth. I've just been creating crazy content. Um, it's been really fun. I went to Harvard. Now I'm going to be at DC Pop Fest this weekend. I love being the head of marketing there. It's super fun. Um, the members are so nice. So I love it. Oh, also, I'm getting the feeling now because I'm head of marketing, people don't understand that Podcast Websites is a host that also gives you a good-looking website. They're not just website creators, and they're not just hosts. They do both of the things. So like if you've never started a podcast before, this is a good place to start if you need a nice website right off the bat, which his customers tend to come, a lot of them from Entrepreneur on Fire. So there are a lot of business people, and they do need that right away. They need a good website at a bit professional-looking site off the bat. It's like a Reese's Cup of podcasting. Two great things that are connected together. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Chocolate I thought you were saying it's so fucking orange. It is super orange. But yeah, and then they're, they're re we are in the next couple of weeks launching like three new products, which are going to be super. You're going to pee your pants when you see them because it's going to be awesome. Peeing in your pants. That's all. Well, we had the Lipson meetup for the first time, like a live oh, yeah. meetup for Lipson. Yeah. It was really Lipson great. Meetup. It was very, it was awesome. I think we How had around people 30 came? people show up. Which was, I, well, see, I don't attend any meetups, so I don't, I have no zero reference. But I have to say, at least four people came up to me directly and said, This is the largest meetup I've ever attended. I was like, Really? Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was really great. And we uh, kind of revealed or did a walkthrough of the Lipson Publisher Hub, which is our new revamped 
out of beta uh, WordPress plugin for Libsyn. So it is now available. It's the coolest thing ever. The, the developer team did such a fantastic job. Now, if you have a website that is built on WordPress, you now no longer have to go inside of the Libsyn dashboard at what? all. Stop like it. zero, like at what all, like saying? not even How? for no reason. All right. So I have a question for you How? because yes. I could not get to Pittsburgh. And I am okay. so excited about this new Lipson plugin because mm-hmm. I was I was trying to mess with it when it was in beta and I was I didn't do a good job as a beta <laughs> tester. I was horrible. Right. Yeah. So you're like, no. but now that it now that all the smart people went in there and figured it all out, I'm dying to learn how to use it. And since I didn't get to Pittsburgh, how am I now going to learn how to use this? I want to I want you, Crystal and Dave Jackson to teach me how to use this. <laughs> Well, you have When's different that options. Like, I can actually. I well, I well, Crystal's already done all of the support. So articles, it's really like so a launch party. All of those, all of those things are there. You can definitely see them. She's broken it all up. And the other thing is that um, I can just show you the. I give you the landing page. It's at lipson.com slash lipson meetup, and you can watch us do the entire thing live there. Crystal set up the entire like live streaming thing with all of this gear. It was, it was crazy. And it finally turned out really well. If you guys see it there, skip over the first 12 minutes for the, cause the first 12 minutes is nothing like literally just a, (laughs) like nothing is happening. Getting ready to get ready. Yeah, like cam- the camera wasn't really, I mean, it was, yeah, it wasn't on. So you have to skip over the first 12 minutes, but then she actually does a walkthrough straight there as to how to do all of the things. It's, it really is mind blowing because I don't even know how they did all this stuff. Like you can actually import, like let's say you are on WordPress, you're using Lipson as a host, but you're running your feed through Blueberry, like PowerPress. Now there's like, you literally can just import your feed on the plugin. It's insane. You can, can ask all, with question all, with all the stuff. Lipson? It's crazy. So, so Spotify, I heard, gives a little bit of demographic information. But if you have uh-huh. submitted through Libsyn, you can't see it because you have to have a podcast access to their little portal on Spotify. And we don't have that because we did it through right. Libsyn. I do believe that that's the case. But then that doesn't mean that they're not going to allow for the API to eventually expand meaning that they've already done it. And so you have access via that. I think that that stats delivery mechanism can actually expand and you can get that stuff. So again, mind you though, our show, do you remember the stats that we've been getting for Spotify? Six downloads, maybe. It's like, yeah, exactly. Would you like to, would you like to know the, I want to know how long those six people are listening. We're getting a hundred from my heart radio. So it, well, that doesn't have anything like to do with that. That's not forever. Spotify, though. Right. Uh, dude, I know. But I'm saying it's got to go up eventually. How come I don't get Spotify staffs to tell me what's going on on iHeartRadio? How come that's <laughs> not happening? <laughs> what? What's up with that? Why is well, it that like I can't a, get we, my we, Spotify stats to find out how long people are listening to me on iHeartRadio? That's not what I'm saying. Are you bonkers? That is not what I'm no, saying. No, it's just it's just that that's what it sounded like, Jess. Right. We were talking about demographics and Spotify, and then you said, but we're like, and then I said, we have six people there. Listen, because Libsyn, first of all, it's not like what I'm saying. It's kind of okay. like saying, I mean, it's kind of like saying what I said, which is you're my host. And as a result, you've given me these other destinations within which I'm to submit through you. But you mm-hmm. are not receiving all the stats that are available to people who have not used you. So why use you is my real question. Well, I don't know if I would use 
right now lips in to do Spotify just for that. But what you don't want to do is if you are hosting with Lipson and you are and you have a Spotify destination, what you don't want to do is submit twice. That yes. is a big no no. Mm-hmm. That ugh, what a nightmare. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. No, but see the thing is, you can just do it, and what ends up happening is, and this is the issue, is that there are problems that happen afterwards. So you can do whatever you want, but then afterwards, and you you don't don't choose one, choose the one that best approaches you know attunes with whatever it is that you are doing but what ends up happening is that there are problems that start to come up such as um, access to some of the things that you wish that you would have had and now you don't so what I'm saying is that maybe inside of Lipson at some point there's going to be an expansion for the data that comes back it's just the same thing as an apple like an apple, we don't get like they're not releasing that they're at this moment. We're trying to get them to incorporate that data that they offer with the individual platforms, as in like reporting back to Lipson so that you only go in Lipson and you see everything. But that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. And that's that's the difference. Right. It's like there's data that's inside of, of places that they're just not reporting that stuff back. But that has nothing to do with one specific platform. It means that whoever you submitted it to is just not giving you the data. They want you to use their stuff. The end. Like on podcast websites, can you submit your show to Spotify through podcast websites or do you have to do it individually? No, podcast websites does not have the same access to Spotify as Libsyn did. They were like one of the first people to have it. And then soon after that, Spotify sort of shut it down and no one could get the API and no one could get permission to submit. So podcast websites was sort of left out of that for a little while. And then they just recently opened up, hey, here's a portal everyone can submit. So now it's sort of like, I mean, I believe that they are still working on the API within podcast websites, but it's taking a while. And the reason why is because now they're accepting submissions, you know, through their own thing. So it's hard. When you asked me that, I was just trying to figure where the goddamn link is to put your podcast in because I can't even find that now. How is this possible? Why is everything so fucking hard? Where are you is at? My- mhm. She's trying to find this the Spotify portal. Oh. The individual spot right? That's what you're looking for, the Spotify portal thingy to put Yeah, your how to look at my Yes, submit a yeah. show. I can't figure out how to submit a show. I haven't logged into my own account. I was just googling it. The, and the thing is, I'm not a fan of Spotify by any stretch of the imagination. I, I tried it. to use it, it as a podcast listening device. And if you were using the free part of it, you can't subscribe. You can only like it. It doesn't download. You have to go in. It's too. It's a lot of work. But I think if you are a member where you pay for it, that you can subscribe. But I'm not 100% sure because I'm not paying just to find out. I'm a podcaster. I'm cheap. Yeah, I have a family plan. So it's $15 a month. Um, I wonder if in the person portal you can. No, no, not really. Nope. Nopey. You can't. It's very strange. I'm going to have to. It's not that important, I guess. I was just curious. Okay. <sighs> yeah, but it is It is frustrating. But now, why don't we go into tool tips and uh, finish it up? Elsie's tool tip. This is kind of a tool tip, but it's more like a tip. <laughs> Yeah. There's a there's a, a cool uh, there's tip. a partnership happening between Google Podcasts and PRX. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they are doing this uh, Google Podcast Creator program to amplify uh, diverse voices, marginalized audiences, um, kind of shift uh, who um, the podcasting uh landscape if you will from the hosting side of things meaning as a pro like as somebody who is a creator not i'm sorry like the, right. to specify that as a Correct. creator and so they're doing some really wonderful things for that i'm going to put a link in the show notes there because they're having a webinar on november 15th uh, which is a thursday at 12 p.m eastern standard time so if you want to apply for this creator program which is like there i think that they're they'll be given forty thousand dollars in funding uh, training and mentorship, uh, everything that you really need to launch and to grow your podcast. And so they're doing it in a couple of separate rounds. I think they start the first round in January, and then there's going to be another round in April. And it's a 20-week training program that covers all aspects of storytelling, production, and marketing. Uh, there is a way for you to apply. So I'm going to have all of the corresponding links in your show notes. So if you want to do any of these things, you can sign up for the webinar. The link will be in the show notes. You can also go straight to um, apply for this program if it's you and you have a pitch to go ahead and do that because it seems like, you know, Google Podcast is really getting behind this. So uh, if this is, again, if this is you, at least try it look it up. I actually wanted to see what the application process was like, but you have to, it's like you have to apply, not apply, you have to subscribe to the system that they're having it. And I just didn't have time to do any of that stuff. I just wanted yeah. to see what the questions were. But um, but yeah, if you guys are interested, please go ahead and check that out. It seems like this is going to be great. And I hope that uh, programs like this continue, but that's a lot of money, $40,000. So yay. Yeah. Get on that, people. Oh my gosh, what was that? That's everybody stampeding over to that place to with the link to sign up for the $40,000. Yeah, well, how oh, is that that, that that's yep. all the podcasters. Yep, all, all single ladies. They're all stampeding yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only you could make that virtual sound like <laughs> I know. Oh my god. The other thing though is that the you know, the fall Apple event, and the only reason I'm mentioning this is because I think that they finally released what I wanted to get, which is another uh, MacBook Air. Oh, I've been no waiting. Way. I've been oh waiting. Oh my god, this long. you're right. MacBook Air revived. Holy yep. shit balls! Yeah, because um, it's like they, they've been. They've actually done it. I think uh, either one time or two more times. They've done like incremental something to it since mine, and it has not been like nope, nope. I'm like nope, 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 nope. Because I love my machine. My machine. You is love amazing. the air the Airbook. The, the yeah the pot, the airbook <laughs> the say? macbook air yes the macbook oh. air i love <laughs> the macbook air, air it's just, what's wrong with me i don't know but i looked at the macbook <laughs> that was very I actually dyslexic went in, it was very dyslexic i went into the store i've gone into the apple store a few times i've played with the macbook pros i've touched them i picked them up i've seen yours you know there's something about the macbook air that really appeals to me i just like the way that it's made and i also it's so i don't know there i don't i can't even describe why i feel this is one of the the best computers out there the one that i have anyway i think it's a 2013 gosh november or april april 2013 or something like this that's when i bought it but um i just adore it so i think i'm thinking i'm sitting on it i'm sitting on it thinking okay finally my computer is is ready to be bought 
don't and I'm only on saying that just because it's like it's yeah, I just love it so much that I'm happy about that. I don't know how that applies to any other podcasting stuff, I but I guess the you know, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing that interests me is yeah. the Mac Mini now. Oh, do you? They, really? I mean, if you, well, I understand why it won't work for you because you're a rambling gal. You ramble. Yes, I do. Right. I do. So That's that wouldn't sure. work for you. But if you trying were trying to make a living and doing the best, she, best can. she can, yes. But if you were stationary for more than five minutes, a uh, Mac Mini <laughs> might be a good machine if you wanted to get into using Mac products or, you know, Apple products for your podcast instead of using a Windows machine. I think it might be time. And again, trust me, it is, it's like $900, but it's pretty powerful. And I was thinking about, you know, if I had to, if I ever had to train it, this big giant iMac that I have, because it's a 2013 also. Right. And if I was ever going to do something like that, I might go to the Mac Mini because the the iMacs now are just. I would totally get a Mac Mini. We had one attached to our TV, and it was awesome. Yeah, and it, it works it out awesome. great. And it I and awesome. I used that. That was the first Apple product I used for podcast editing was the Mac Mini, and my daughter still has it. It still works. I mean, it's still. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, with how easy it is to share desktop, like I can access anything on my desktop on my phone because. They have um, iCloud files now, and if you right. just use that for your storage, you can you could literally have five computers, all of it with the same information, as long as you keep using the cloud. And so you can switch easily between a mini and a MacBook and an AirBook if you wanted to. Mm. Um, so I think it's a good solution. I, actually, I'm going to think about that myself. So far, the only Apple thing on my Hanukkah wish list is an Apple Watch, a new one. I'm actually going to the dark side. I'm going away from Apple. I'm not. I'm know, getting rid of my I iPhone. Heard. And I'm going to the Google Pixel phone. Can't believe it. Be- just because of uh, the price. They, they've had, they priced us out. They've priced John out of the iPhone market. That's enough. Yes, but now John has to learn a whole complete new operating system. And John may be a creature of habit. We'll see. John's a pretty smart guy. John should be able to Do we that. like talking about John in the third person? I'm not I think sure. I do. I'm not sure I like it. I think John does. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm down with that, John. Um okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, so thank you for bringing up the Fall Apple event. That was cool. It was a little while ago. So that means we're done. That means we're done. So how can people get in touch with us? Jess. Jess. (laughs) Well, our website is ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShePodcast. We have two groups. One is free, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ShePodcast. We also have a super squad where... If you are a $5 member of our Patreon, you get our undivided attention and the super squad, but you have to go to patreon.com forward slash you podcast and sign the heck up. I don't think I have any more links. So back to you, Elsie. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll hear you with you. Guys. We'll talk with you guys in a couple of weeks or not a couple of weeks. No. One week, hopefully. Oh, my like God. Four days, right. actually. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hope I see you. I hope I saw if I saw you at DC Podfest. Yay. That was fun. Okay, bye. It, I hope you didn't walk up to Jess and say that Elsie's your favorite. It won't matter. Yeah, they'll feel stupid for two weeks prior, but it's okay. I'm not that angry about it. It's just, yeah, like you said, it's a little hurtful. <laughs> I'm getting used to everyone liking her better anyway. Why should this partner and friend be different than any other partner and friend? People like Scott better. They like Elsie better. They always like everyone hey. else better than me. I guess they think I can take it, but you know what? I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Goodbye. Sorry. Thank you guys for listening. Love you. Mean it. Bye.